0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with
1: your host Rich Dotson. Hey.
0: And <laughs> welcome, yeah. puberty. It's me, hits Rich
2: Dotson. here for everybody. <laughs> Come on, Scooby. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm Rich Dotson. I'm a host of the Dinosaur Nerds podcast here. Are my fellow nerds,
2: hey. Matt
0: O'Hara <laughs> and Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty swell. Got my voice back. All right. Apparently, <clears throat> all so we're a week away, uh, a little over a week away from That's the cool. NFL start of the season. So today we got some good ADP buys. Um, and then, of course, we have, for the Nerd Herd show, we have to have some good ADP sells. But before we going all that, we also have to talk about some of these... Cut down news and notes, because we have some news and notes there. Yeah. News and notes are going to get real crazy here over the next couple of weeks and the rest of the year. We'll be losing players on a weekly basis to injury. Um, guys will break out. Bows will be dud. Duds. Guys will be duds. And we'll be here along the whole season, uh, breaking it down in a dynasty perspective and making sure you are putting your team in the best position possible. Now, before we talk about all those great things to talk about, which are things... Um, Let's talk about a new sponsor of ours that came on last week, and that's Thrive Fantasy. you got to come up and prop up with Thrive Fantasy. you got to get over there right now. They have some really cool things going on. It's a new platform where you can get some of your money in here and kind of put it on some really interesting interesting bets. Now, what Thrive is and where it's different is it's a prop bet app, right? You go in Thrive Fantasy, you get on there, and it's prop bets. So you basically get 20 players that they give you as an option, and they'll say – Nick Chubb, 100 yards rushing, over, under. And then, like, the over, o- the over you get X amount of points. The under, you get X amount of points. And then whoever gets the most points wins Buko Bucks. They have over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1 and is already awarded over $4 million. Thrives featured 100,000 guaranteed contest and $20 enter and for first place takes home $20,000. I'm in there. Come on, jump on in. I'm Jared you're, you're in, uh, in the week one, right? Yeah, get out there. Yep. And right now, <laughs> thanks for that comment. Uh <laughs> that was good, you, you can use yep. the promo code nerds when you sign up today, and you're gonna get a hundred percent instant deposit first match um up to a hundred dollars. And now what's crazy is like a lot of these other sites you go, like, hey, we're gonna match your deposit of a hundred dollars, and it's kind of like slow increments, not with Thrive. I put my hundred bucks in, boom, I have two hundred bucks immediately because I put the promo code nerds in it's sweet. There's no working up to it. It's an immediate deposit. So, as soon as you put in 100 bucks, you get 200 bucks. As soon as you put in 20 bucks, you get 40 bucks. And I'm not a mathematician, but if you put in 40 bucks, Matt, you're getting... I think $80. Woo! We're rich! Yes. We're rich! I am very so good So, right now, math. go to website <laughs> www.thrivefantasy.com and sign up and prop up today. They're also on Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store today. Get on there. Check them out. These are all different. And there's 20 players that you gotta pick from. And which you know are you going against the odds to get the most points you kind of got to go against the grain you got to get a little ballsy to the wallsy here thrive fantasy on your app store today use that promo code nerds and you're gonna get double your money double i put 100 bucks in because i wanted a free 100 bucks so i'm sitting there with well now i got 180 because i sent this $20 contest but it's awesome it's fun it's a new way to get rich and first come for, hey
2: come for somebody that's named rich it's a good place to be. Nice. So, is that part of their official read by ball, ballsy nah, to nah, the ballsy? Man, yeah, they give me, I'm sure it is. <laughs>
0: I get a lot of uh, leeway on these shows <laughs> right. uh, about making it your own, yeah. and I got my own vocabulary. Uh, most like. of you that listen a while, listen a while. No, I mean hey, hey. Um, so let's get in here. Let's talk about some uh, preseason newts. Nudes, n- <laughs> nudes. Ooh. kind of like an amphibian uh, frog family. I <laughs> thought you said preseason newts. I thought he said newts <laughs> as well. <Boing. laughs> Ooh, who's out there? We got we got some Baker Mayfields.
2: Oh gosh, no! I hope not. Yeah, calm down.
0: Duck down. All right. <laughs> biggest news, biggest news of the day. Obviously, you might think it's quarterback news. You might think oh, it's here, uh, tight end yeah, news. Yeah,
2: here it goes.
0: It's here, not. Yeah. Now, the Tennessee Titans drafted a player in the fourth round of their draft by the name of Dez Fitzpatrick. Yep. Now, if you guys are new to the show, when we were breaking down the film of Dez Fitzpatrick, yes, I had made a bold statement going. Continue. This guy. <laughs> will not make an NFL roster. I'm telling you, Crystal Balls right here laying out, he will not make an NFL roster. And you two guys, you two handsome gentlemen, were like, Rich, he's going to make an NFL roster. And then you had the gonads to come on this show and say, ha-ha, Rich, he was drafted in the fourth round by the Tennessee Titans. Which now,
3: shows that our process was right. Not,
0: yeah, good process. You and the Titans should go all get a new job. <laughs> uh, and uh, here he is, cut by the Tennessee Titans. Well, I'm waiting for my apology.
2: Keep on waiting, sir. I will keep waiting.
0: You will get not nothing my and, and
3: like it. Waiting. Yeah, just another time, uh,
0: Rich, you know, here I am. Another pat on the back. People talk about like, Rich, you pat yourself on the back a lot. I'm like, yeah, know, it's a nice back. It deserves a well-loved tapping. Tap, tap, tap. Does Fitzpatrick cut. Why? Because he is no good at football. And obviously, if you're a fourth-round pick and you get cut, that means guess what?
2: He struggled throughout camp. He was not very good, and he wasn't making the transition.
0: Hey, new career path. What rhymes with struggle? Juggle. Have fun in the circus, Des. Um, more news. Cam- speaking,
2: speaking of struggling and juggling, Antonio Gandy-Golden got cut. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about guy- that
0: when we got to uh, the Jarrett Patterson news. He,
2: but it just makes more sense because he was a juggler. Yeah. An actual juggler. Yeah,
0: remember? Last and, his, year. and his
3: rookie profile. Yep. You, you yeah, I Skilled like at so many things. Super smart. Super skilled at
0: everything. Obviously not skilled at making rosters, which is crazy because he was a process... Prospect we all kind of liked. Yeah.
2: He was. Yeah, i a small school guy. Just, you know, another guy that just didn't make the transformation from uh, small school college to the NFL.
0: It's, it's hard out there. But it now is. we
2: mentioned Gluteus Minimus. Hey. Based hey. 53, they cut
0: Payne Barber, which is great news for Antonio Gibson because now he's the bigger back in the roster.
2: <laughs> he's the taller back. He's, he's bigger. The back.
3: He's
2: 220-something
0: pounds. It's true.
3: Yeah. But I mean, like... The BMI, I think, would favor Jarrett Patterson. He's just he's a little thick bowling ball. I don't think you're going to have Jarrett Patterson
0: no. uh, at all five foot six uh, be running between tackles. You never know.
3: That's what he does best. No, you
2: send in Gluteus Maximus, and and you, you, you send him down there. Yeah, Antonio Gibson.
0: Yeah, gluteus minimus is behind him, going good job. Yeah, exactly. But nobody can hear him because he's so far to the ground. <laughs> Gosh, uh, so he's screaming get up, out your,
2: get out your ear horn. <laughs> so he
0: makes the, he he makes the roster. What do you guys think about Jared Patterson and the uh, Washington football team? You guys excited about this?
2: I love it, man. I, I think he showed out uh, exactly what he did in college. He's a he's a small shifty guy. Gets lost behind the line of scrimmage and and just operates well in in small spaces. So I think he, he, he earned that roster small spaces. He has so much room to move, but he, he moves well laterally.
3: This, this is one of the, this is one of the fun things about doing our evaluations pre-draft. Cause had you just done a post-draft, you're like, Oh, it's an undrafted guy. And you know, I'm not going to pay attention to him. Well, he was ended up being one. I think he was my running back six uh, pre-draft and I dropped him a little bit because of, you know, being undrafted, but I was like, I still like the player. I think there's a chance. and And sure enough, he showed out, looked really good. In camp and I still don't think outside of an injury he has much fantasy relevance f- for now uh, but we've we've seen three star young running backs already go down this season I don't wish it upon anyone else but it's good to have a good solid player behind him he's a guy that could make some noise if he got an opportunity
2: another another guy that we uh all I think all three of us universally like Khalil um, Herbert also made the, made the team there in Chicago yep um, obviously Tariq Cohen went on the, yep. the pup so he's going to miss the first six games and you know, if anybody ahead of him, you know, misses a little bit of time, he he's a guy that can get an opportunity. And I think we, I think, like I said, we, we all liked him. So that's a nice little guy to, to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. For two sure. guys.
0: Those are two guys. There's a couple of running backs. It's funny. Cause the running backs that we liked as later running backs, obviously one of them got drafted higher was I liked Ramondre Stevenson more than you guys. Um, mm-hmm. I said, he was a hashtag two year window kind of guy for me. That I, like,
2: I liked Stevenson. The, I thought well. he'd do pretty yeah. well. Mm-hmm.
0: Khalil Herbert was one of those guys who makes a roster and then Jarrett Patterson, even though I ripped on him, I said, the end, like, I was like, you know, I will the rest of these guys yeah, he you he came came he's pretty good for gluteus minimus and they all make the roster and you mentioned this is why you this is why you listen to dynasty podcasts because if you go by the nfl draft you're drafting turd fergs like des Fitzpatrick in the fourth that get drafted in the fourth round and then you're missing out on guys like jared patterson and ramondre stevenson who is also drafted in the fourth round but khalil matt
1: khalil khalil herbert
2: khalil herbert Khalil uh, Mack's pretty good, too. I almost did the Khalil Mack when I did was... Did you? Yeah. I,
3: There's I not heard. a lot of Khalils. So. Yeah.
1: One thing on Jarrett Patterson that we didn't see in college, he wasn't catching passes, but in the preseason, he was making some nice grabs, so I think that's a nice little plus for him as well.
0: Yeah, that's- I'm very intrigued. I don't get overly excited about that for preseason because they do have J.D. McKissick, who was the most targeted sure. uh, pretty much running back last year. They are going to get Antonio Gibson a little bit more involved in the passing game as well. And then with three viable weapons on the outside with... well. On, on, in the receiving end with Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and Logan Thomas, you know, and then throwing Antonio Gibson. Th- there's yeah. not a lot of uh, room for a good an Browns. sir.
3: Even Diami Browns played pretty well. It, so He looked far pretty good too, in the preseason,
0: so. too, Um, for a high upside prospect. Another prospect that nobody's talked about, you might want to check your waiver warrior uh, for uh, a player that the San Francisco 49ers have been talking about now for a couple of years, former quarterback Jalen Hurd, uh, former third round pick by the 49ers. He, he made a 53 man roster, former running, right. running back, yeah. Running back. Not a quarterback. Yep.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I think I'm Jalen Hurts. It is very difficult. Khalil, Oh, uh, But, yeah, um, finally going to be healthy, made the roster. Um, who knows? I mean, I think it was basically based off potential. I mean, he did play in this last preseason game, but I think three catches, 25 yards, so it wasn't like an outstanding performance. But uh, I think they saw enough. Dating back to his rookie season, and and now just little flashes here and there. Probably. Oh, he
3: was a, he was a preseason superstar two years ago. I mean, yeah. He was making tons of plays, multiple touchdowns in a game. And there was even rumor that they could use him at times at tight end and yep. move him around as an H-back and do all these different things as a kind of a chess piece type of player uh, similar to what, you know, obviously more on the receiving end than, than use check but similar concepts of just moving this guy wherever he fits in the offense. So it'll be interesting to see how that all ends up playing out. Yeah, it,
0: It's it, worth checking your waiver wire for. It's what, you know, it, if he's on your waiver wire, he's a nice back end roster stash.
2: I mean, at six foot four, it's it's him and Kittle that offer that kind of size and that's it on that team. So yep. yeah, that, it, it'll be a nice little uh nice little addition to have him on
0: a lot on of uh, a lot of jalen's a lot of Khalil's. you know speaking of name uh this past weekend at uh matt is matt's wife's 40th birthday it was. Uh, we had a party i always when i'm drinking i always find a fun ways to entertain myself so one question i had was speaking of names was like oh man i wonder how many people named their daughter karen last year like you wouldn't think a lot right out of 1.75 million births of women in the u.s approximately how many you think were named karen Eight percent. Give me a number, nerd. What All do
2: you right. think? Why don't you just give it to us? It's three hundred and twenty-five uh, yeah. uh,
0: females named their uh, daughter Karen, and it was I went Dennis. Uh, that was way lower. Oh, you I, were there, I was there. You I came
2: into this conversation late, and you said Dennis. Yeah, and it was I, pretty low. Yeah, it, it was, Herman was, was low. It was in like the hundreds, and I was very.
0: Like, the game I came with was like, can you name a boy's name that was once popular that is now less than Karen? And Dennis was not one of those names. So Karen reaches peak name value in 1965. It was the third most popular girl's name in 1965. So if you think about all the Karens out there, it lines up perfectly uh, for the age demographic. So moving on. uh, There you go. A little news and notes notes there. (laughs) Uh, Another news here a player that's guaranteed to be on your waiver wire, unless you're in a league with me. Trinity Benson was traded to the Detroit Lions for two draft picks So now you're the first thing you're gonna say is rich who's tranny benson and my answer is your guess is as good as mine i went back i looked at his preseason numbers they looked pretty good He played for the denver broncos so if you're a broncos fan you've been following his preseason action you're like hey he's looking pretty good here this is a team that's a really loaded receiver but rich why is this why is this news and notes for some guy who was an undrafted guy gets traded to lions two things well a couple things actually
2: One, (laughs) which is is also two, which is also two, but go ahead, go on.
0: One, two things. No, wait, a couple. Listen, dose things, cut it out. Um, one, they gave up two draft picks for him, so that's significant by itself. It was like a six, um, they gave up a six and maybe like a fifth, something like that. Two dates. but still, it's two draft picks nonetheless. Three minus one is two. They cut. Prashad Perriman, which was a surprise cut. I mean, he was a kind of a surprise cut this week to cut him. I was surprised about that. And then they also cut Geronimo Allison. So Geronimo. now that only leaves them with, um, it left them with Quintus Cephas. It left them with Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, it did. Tyrell Williams. And then um, the other guy, I can't remember his name. I don't probably need to remember it. And now they bring in a guy like Trinity Benson. I wouldn't be surprised if they add another guy who's cut this week. I mean, maybe like Antonio Antonio gandy Golden, John Brown. Hodge, John Brown, who was just asked for his release from the Raiders, was granted that release. But absolutely a worth a stash <laughs> if you check your waiver wire and you got the room on your roster. Trinity Benson, wide receiver now of the Detroit Lions, worth adding to your roster because well, there's just no wide receivers on your catch footballs and opportunity equals fantasy football points, and you can't win your fantasy football games without scoring fantasy football points. Pick them up. So, you um, mentioned John Brown.
2: You mentioned John Brown. Cam Newton. Sure.
0: Yep, cut loose.
2: We didn't mention that. No, we did didn't. I, I mentioning it now. You're mentioning oh, it this very, is the mention. very nonchalantly right I'm now.
0: I'm looking at you with the look of, like, do you have <laughs> anything to say about Cam Newton being cut? Because it's, where'd no, you go? Where's he end up? What's I mean, going to happen? What that, was, are you gonna
2: do? Uh, that was obviously the most shocking news for me today. It was not Des Fitz- Fitzpatrick. Although, <laughs> that did raise my eyebrows a little bit, because I knew there was going to be ramifications from Rich, from the Des for Fitz- sure. Fitzpatrick-, Fitzpatrick. Oh, uh, we Moon. got tagged right. by,
3: like, Five people did on Twitter. We? Oh, I, yes. I missed that. Okay. Yes, we did. <laughs> well, Trust me. The nerd heard,
2: let us know. Okay. Yeah, a lot of exclamation points. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously, they saw what they needed to see out of Mac Jones, clearly, and I don't think the COVID um, mix-up helped Cam one bit where he missed a whole week of practice and, and kind of let them see exactly what they had in, in the youngster. Which is good stuff. Um. Yeah, he's he's operated the offense well. I think now it gives him the opportunity to, I think, just tailor the stuff to, to the young guy a little bit more. Mac Jones uh, obviously has a different style uh, than Cam Newton and, and probably a, a better, more accurate thrower of the football and, and less mobile, obviously. But as far as you know, who this benefits on 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 the Patriots themselves? I mean, I feel like Damian this, Harris tremendously. Yeah, this is the running backs that get the biggest boost for sure because they're going to be this is. They're going to be trying to s- set up this young guy for success by running the ball and throwing a bunch of short passes. That's that's at least how I see this uh, um, playing out personally. Uh, what do Can- you guys think?
0: Keneal Harry had a, a good rapport going on earlier for his who? shoulder. Can- keneal Harry? <laughs> He's back. Keneal. The keel, I said Keneal. <laughs> no, you said Keneal. I know, you I said Evil Keneal. I know I did. <laughs> keneal. 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 Harry. <laughs> I know I did. I know, listen, I know what I did. <laughs> Cut it out. I'm trying, trying to move on. on. I, I did it on purpose. No, I didn't. He uh He had a good rapport. Uh, probably a good sign for a guy like John New Smith, Hunter Henry, keeping things short. But Damian Harris is obviously the biggest uh, benefit here, at least for the goal line carries. And Jen, James White still, you know, talk still about a there. running back that has gotten no run whatsoever. One of the most all-time best fantasy PPR running backs over the last decade, James White alone there. He might get a, a slight boost here as well. I think, I
2: think it's interesting that they kept – all the, I mean, they kept Ramondre, they kept um, Harris, they kept JJ Taylor. JJ Taylor is an interesting one, there, and yeah. they kept James White. I, and I feel like those two guys are redundant, but unfortunately, I think for the Patriots, JJ uh, Taylor just showed too much. They couldn't they couldn't sneak him back onto the practice <laughs> squad after what he showed in the preseason. So I think they were kind of they kind of forced their hand into keeping all four of those guys. Yeah, he
3: was a guy that I, I really liked over the past two seasons. Just talked about yeah. what that role could. be. Could potentially be. It would obviously look much better if James White was not there. Right, uh, but it's 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 set up for him to be that guy in the future. They've seemed to always have that pass catching back, whether it's been James White or Brandon Bolden or whoever it's been over the course of uh, you know to, uh, Bill Belichick's career. There's there always seems to be a pass catching back. I think I think he's going to be the next in line and. He's talented. He's very talented. Yep.
0: It's a team that throws to the football, and i would going to have Mac Jones here in my help. I mean, this is a team over the last three years has targeted their running backs 280 – well, has targeted James White 280 times over the last three years. He's caught 280 of those passes for 1,771 yards and 13 touchdowns. So there is production and value to be had there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, an interesting note there.
2: And one of the things that Mac Jones did really well on tape in college – was kind of navigate those kind of screen passes and all the garbage coming at him, and and still be able to like move just enough because he's not a real mobile guy, but move just enough to get that ball to those running backs and those other you know tight ends on on, on those kind of inside screen passes. So, um, I think it's a skill set that's going to suit Mac Jones and and the running backs that the and tight ends that they have. Yep.
0: Big uh, big news this week: J.K. Dobbins tears his <sighs> ACL. We lose our third young. Running back on the year, it's been uh, so it's been rough
3: before can, this season. Cam decided.
2: Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and Travis, Travis Etienne, Etienne. All, yeah. all down for the year.
3: All guys that you were counting on to be at the very worst solid RB twos, if not upside RB ones. Yeah. And I
0: saw there's a Scott Fishbowl team that drafted all three of those running oh, backs no. as a running back. There's one team <laughs> that did. Just uh, fold up. Michael yeah. Thomas. Uh it's been it's been a rough go at it. But yeah, he's out. Gus Edwards, Gus Bus is gonna be the man there, so expect over
1: a thousand yards rushing for
2: him. Is it, is it Tyson? What, what's the what's the guy that just won the backup job of over Justice Hill?
1: Tyson Williams.
2: Tyson Williams. There, thank you. I couldn't remember his last name. Yep. So, would be
0: surprised if they possibly they said they're they're good right now at the running back situation, but I mean, that could easily change. Justice
3: but, Hill's still involved too,
2: and, right? But I mean, Williams is a guy that's probably just out there on on the market right. in a lot of leagues. Probably worth the pickup um, if you're shallow at the running back position.
0: Yeah, Tyson Williams. He went for a hundred percent fab in one league. I went in. Somebody gave up all their money for him. Like, oh, look at you.
3: Assuming you're not a contender and you have Gus Edwards, what would you feel comfortable selling Gus Edwards for right now? Um,
0: I would love to give. I would love to give up my first next year and uh, Gus Edwards for, like, J.K. Dobbins.
3: Okay. If you're able to do that. But. Matt just did it with Chris Carson in the first.
2: I did in a superflex. Did you? Yeah. I gave up Chris, Chris Carson, and and what's going to end up being probably – it's not my first. It's somebody else's first. Uh, probably a later first well, nice. draft What's
0: it. great about this is uh, now in the Dynasty GM, we have the a brand-new feature we talked about this last week. Mm, it's called yeah. the Dynasty tra- – it's a trade finder. Uh, which means you can put literally any player you want in this thing, and it's going to pull from all the sleeper leagues and all of X, not even just all the leagues that we have access to, which are literally tens of thousands of leagues, and show you real live, up-to-the-day trades for these players. So, Jared, could you give us a couple trades that went
1: down like yeah, recently he- for Gus Edwards? Yeah, here's a couple interesting ones. Gus Edwards and a 2022 first for Travis Etienne. Ooh. So that's very similar Thinking to the J.K. Forward. Dobbins. Yeah, uh, yeah, same move there. That's yeah.
0: the exactly kind of move I'm trying to make. Yep.
1: Yeah, um, Gus Edwards straight up for Juju. Okay, I go either way on that one. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like the same thing.
1: Yeah, um, Gus Edwards for Gus Edwards and Ramondre Stevenson for 2023 first. Ooh, I'd love that deal. Yeah. I'd be happy with that one too. Yeah. So it's getting the 2023 class. I mean, and, that,
0: and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm just trying to get like, if you draft, if you have Gus Edwards, you didn't have him to be your guy. So right in dynasty, one these opportunities pop up, we say injury, you know, it, it's like a quote that Winston Churchill Churchill said with, you know, with great tragedy comes great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And with great tragedy in dynasty or in NFL comes great opportunity for you to either buy or sell players. Um, Right now is a really good opportunity to buy J.K. Dobbins. Really is a good idea, time to buy Travis Etienne. It's a really good opportunity to sell Gus Edwards for a non-contender. And for any of those trades that you just mentioned, I'm very happy with those. So, you know, I love adding Gus, Gus Edwards and my first for either Travis Etienne or J.K. Dobbins. Or do uh, Gus Edwards
3: and your second to get into the first. Something, something like that. Yeah, something, something like those that would well. definitely work.
2: Yep.
0: But I mean, these—it's very important that you navigate these windows. One, they're very short-lived because you don't know whether that team's going to sign somebody else. Somebody else is going to overtake that position. Sure. But these windows could be very short-lived windows. Now they could transpire and, or you know, extend into the season. It very well could. But I mean, you always got to take opportunity these windows. It, Dynasties—we it, it, say it all the time—it's kind of like the stock market. It's—it's a—it's a tough game to play. When to buy? When to sell? who to draft, right? Mm-hmm. When to buy, who to sell, when to draft. Like those are the three key components to playing dynasty fantasy football and when these windows open, you have to act fast. One, you want to be one of the first people to make these offers so possibly you could be the person getting all the, on the action uh before somebody else moves on you. And then two, just to reap the rewards and let and let Gus Edwards have a good season cuz no matter what Gus Edwards does this season, he is not the starting running back to the to the Baltimore Ravens next year. It is JK Dobbins, without a doubt. Um, and we've seen this opportunity. Not many of these running backs have ever taken opportunities like this and turned it into an extended career, let alone sure. a long fantasy football career. Right. The, the running backs to one position, you always got a carpe diem on them, right? Like seize the day, take this moment, get a first round pick, get a young player that's hurt. So that's big news there. Obviously, JK Dobbins, if you could buy him, buy him. For sure. If, if not, he's a hold. Do not sell
3: him for a first round pick. It, it, it's, it is really sad, too, because... All signs were pointing to this being a very good year for him. the The usage looked like it was there. All the reports in camp were good. Yeah. He looked good in preseason. I've traded for him in
0: multiple leagues. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking. I've given up multiple firsts for J.K. Domins, and I've had literally traded for him these last couple months in multiple leagues, and now I'm sitting here with my pockets empty I,
3: and no first. I, my I, teams I feel pretty really bad. I I wanted to buy him. I didn't have opportunities to, but I actually just sold him to Tyler Gunther in the in the UDPL Oh, league. I know, and then.
0: Mr. Trademan himself. And now he's blown he up. He does have league. all
3: those three guys too that we mentioned earlier. Travis Etienne, Cam Makers, and JK Dobbins. All he has all three of three those of in them. the UDPL All three of them. League.
0: He traded yeah. for all he traded for all of them and they all got hurt. And now he sold, he sold everybody. He sold the farm. He also had DeAndre Swift, so he sold everybody, which was a ter- I hated that DeAndre Swift trade, by the way. Tyler, if you're listening, I thought it was a terrible trade. <laughs> Moving on, Chris Herndon <laughs> was traded to the Vikings for a fourth round pick because Irv Smith Jr.
2: Obviously, uh, Got a boo-boo. Yeah. Was it MCL or meniscus? I can't remember. Um, but he's having surgery on it, whatever it is. So he's going to miss the first little bit of the season. I didn't see if they pupped him or or, or if they're just holding him on the
3: roster for now. I haven't seen officially. Um, so
2: the way the, IR, the way the IR rules work is, it, is if they IR him before the 53-man cut down, then he misses the whole season. Yeah. But if he makes the initial roster and then they IR him – then he can three come games. back in 3 games but if they pop him then it's 6, six games. games so i just i just didn't see any news come yeah, out about him official. so it must be they're hoping to get him back before the 6 games if if they didn't pop him already.
3: i i was surprised and, and maybe i'm off on my evaluation of herndon and and what his value is but a, a fourth round pick seemed like pretty good compensation for a guy that hasn't done anything they, in his they career they also had to give
0: him they also paid they also converted salary to a 1.2 million dollar signing bonus so that way uh, the Vikings only had to pay his veteran minimum of nine hundred and twenty thousand. So they did they gave him a fourth and Herndon, but they paid uh
2: the Jets ate a little bit of that. The
0: Jets ate one point two million of that too. So Chris Herndon, uh, I know player Matt that you've been pretty high on for the last couple of years, has not done anything no. whatsoever. I mean his
2: rookie year he did awesome. Five hundred five hundred yards, over five hundred sure. yards. And then it was just, you know, we we all assumed it was Adam Gay's doghouse stuff. But even even this summer, um, Tyler Croft beat him out. I think pretty handily. Um, I was I was pumping up Tyler Croft a little bit last uh, last show in the tight end show because um, I think it was obvious that he was going to win that job and and he obviously did. But Herndon, the, the the all the news and chatter is is not good on him. So I'm, I mean I don't know what to make of this. It's, it does seem like they they gave up at least some good um, compensation. That the Vikings did fresh start. Yeah, he's getting a fresh start. But it I mean it sounded almost like he was uninterested at yeah. at the Jets. Yeah, it could be, which. Which stinks. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like character guys like that. I, I you know, even if you're in a place that you don't really want to be, you should at least be out there giving your all. And it doesn't, maybe it doesn't sound like he, he like liked his role or whatever, but obviously he's going there to the Vikings now. They love to run two tight end sets, and yep. and Irv, Irv Smith's down right now. Tyler Tyler Conklin's a nice blocker, a guy that can kind of catch passes, but Herndon is a I think a better pass athlete catcher, yep. and pass catcher, you know, out of those two. So if he learns the offense quickly and is interested, he could have an early season role here for the first few games anyway.
0: Worth a stash. If he's on your waiver wire, he's worth a stash. Nothing more. Right. That, that's it. And you mentioned Tyler Croft is now literally the only tight end in the Jets. There's only one tight end in the Jets right now. It's Tyler Croft. They which, got
2: rid of Ryan Griffin. They got rid yeah. of Chris Herndon. They got rid of Yaboya. Yaboya. Thank you. Yeah. Your boa.
0: So, boa. I mean, it's literally just Tyler Cross. So, look for them to add a tight end at some point, which opens the door for possibly now the Zach Ertz trade um, to come through and they add a guy like Zach Ertz to the Jets to give um, Zach Wilson another weapon there for New York, which is... That would be great for a young, for yeah. a young quarterback. like that. And, of course, a couple more news before we get into... Um, our buys, which this is a long segue into our buys. Bye, bye, bye. Xavier Jones, a player that we we're excited about, we told people to go out there and <laughs> buy and get uh, out of SMU, who made the team as undrafted free agent for the Rams, uh, was cut, waived, injury settlement. Uh, he hurt his Achilles. I don't think it was Achilles' heel, because they said want to bring him back, but he, they said Achilles' injury.
2: So it was waived injured, which means if he clears waivers, he'll revert to injured reserve. Yeah. And then after that, the only way that he could play again this year is is if they do an injury settlement. So yeah. it, it's going to be it's going to be a lost year for him basically or he's going to be at another team.
0: It, and if it's an injury, obviously it's, if it's Achilles tear tear then it's right. just it's all he, he's cuttable. Like yep. he's yep. He's, not, he's he's almost cuttable now as it is. Uh which leads us into a big trade to happen on Monday morning. Sony Michelle traded to the Rams for six and a fourth round pick and I absolutely like this, I love this move. One, it makes a little bit more sense now that Xavier Jones was hurt. Uh Daryl Henderson hurt his thumb. We don't even know when he's coming back or how bad it is to the point where Sean McVay came out and said, the big reason we made this trade was because we had a lot of concern about Daryl Henderson's durability, which has right. been a major concern because yep. when we broke down Daryl Henderson in this podcast a couple of weeks ago, I said, I was like, the only problem I have with Daryl Henderson when he was a big sell for me at the time was every time he does anything, he gets banged up. Yep. Every single day time and what's interesting to me about the sony michelle trade is the fact that they went out and traded a fourth and sixth round pick which is pretty good compensation for a running back it is when we knew a whole bunch of running backs were about to get cut and there's a couple guys that were on the free agent like market that were, could have been possibly brought in so i like this sony michelle trade and i like it a lot um and i'm gonna go into details why i like it because he's actually when we're talking about buys here and dynasty buys to so my favorite He is absolutely one of my favorite buys here in Dynasty this week, and I'm going to tell you why. But before I do, let me tell you about my friends at MyBookie. Now, MyBookie, winning season returns at MyBookie right now, and it's time to get in on action because NFL season is about to start. When the NFL season is about to start, there's some action to be had. And first-time players getting started can get started by doubling your first deposit and giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games that you love. College football odds boost. NFL locks of the season over five hundred thousand dollars in contest prizes. Live on site to make the winning season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic eighteen-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this offseason or this season, so do the smart thing, guys. Sign up with my bookie and use the promo code nerds to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar mano y mano peso y peso that's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using a promo code nerds and making your first deposit just what i love about um our other advertising partner thrive fancy my bookie gives you the same thing instant double deposit with that promo code nerds bet anything you want anytime anywhere with my bookie use that promo code nerds get the extra money Become rich like rich.
3: There you go. Our other sponsor of tonight's show is our friends over at predictionstrike.com. And they're doing something a little bit different than what they've been doing before, but we'll get to that in just a second. If you've ever wished that you're like, man, I wish I was a stock market genius. I wish I knew when to buy, and when to sell these stocks, but I don't even, I don't know enough to even get started. What you do probably know is fantasy football players. That's why you're listening to the show. So hop on there Buy some of those players that you like. Some of the guys that we're talking about today on the show that could be good buys. These are good players to look into. See what their price is compared to other players there. Buy, sell, shares of players just like the stock market at PredictionStrike.com. And the new promo now, it's still the promo code Dynasty, but now you receive a free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's a free share with the promo code Dynasty. Dynasty with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more over at predictionstrike.com. So that's
2: an in- interesting promo
3: because I feel
2: like I mean you put in the twenty dollars and then you get to just pick a share, and you better There's nail. There's a lot it. of pressure. There's a lot of pressure, but it sounds it sounds like a little at least fun. Like right. you get like you got to go for the most bang for your buck. Though. Brian Edwards. Yeah, Brian Edwards. We I mean I know we've we've always gone for like.
3: The cheap guy, Penny he's my,
1: he's my best asset on there. Is he, mm-hmm. yeah. Brian Edwards? But if you
3: only have one, I I'm, I might, and it's free, right? I'm I'm going way, probably way a little, maybe go higher. a little, go a little higher shelf there. Brian Edwards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the best. Well, I guess. Well, it depends. I guess what your limit is, right? I don't right. know what the
2: limit is either. So I guess once you sign up, you'll find out. But Brian Edwards. <laughs> Brian Edwards. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So
0: let's get back to one of my favorite buys. just right now, um, eighty <clears throat> wise. Brian, Brian Edward.
3: Edwards. <laughs> it, 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 I almost put him in here. I, I almost every time we do a buy show, Brian Edwards is always on the list. It seems like, and Robert Woods is. I like. I looked at his ADP again, and I was like, Robert Woods. I do him every time. That I, might. I did the exact same thing. I'm like,
2: this is criminal. He can't be that low. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my guy, I have pretty low here, and we went. to I led into it was Sony Michelle now of the L A Rams and why I think he's a buy when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. I, I mentioned you, know, Sh- you know, Sean McVay had concerns about Daryl Henderson's. Uh, durability. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I had concerns about Daryl Henderson's ability. And I know something, Michelle, a lot of people were like, I saw something on Twitter when I say it was a good opportunity on Money to Buy. People were like, What is he? What has he done lately? I was like, Well, he averaged 5.9 yards per carry, uh, yet your yards per attempt last year alone. Uh, coming into it, you know, his big time run was in 2018, his Super Bowl run. He had the 336 yeah. yards, yeah. six touchdowns. He only played over three games, he, and he looked really good. And, you're gonna look at him as like, hey, he's in between the tackles runner. This is what he does. But I disagree there because Sony Michelle is somebody who was very viable back in the passing game when he was in college. college. Yeah, it's something I liked about him actually a lot. And I talked about James White earlier when we mentioned him and his statistics. That's why he never had an opportunity in New England because he was there with James White, and that's just where it went. But coming out of uh, Georgia, Sony Michelle was a very viable. Cat- Pass catcher, running back. He was actually the same thing that kind of James White was to Nick Chubb when he was at Georgia. He was a pass catcher, running back, and actually um, some of these stats were he was number two um, amongst all SEC SEC running backs that had a certain amount. Of, like I think it was at least twenty targets and yards and y- uh, yards per run per route somewhere around there. It was like it was like one point one six somewhere on those here. He was very viable there, and he was real very reliable in there as well because he caught all his passes when he was a running back there. He was number two in the nation when he came to drop percentage. And when he got the ball, when I, I remember going back to his tape, what we liked about him so much. When he got the ball in his hands, he was a weapon. When they threw him the football, he got downfield with the ball in his hands, forced missed tackles on a con- consistent basis, basis, had 55 career receptions there for Georgia as well, and he looked really good doing it. And right now, he just hasn't had an opportunity in New England. He's only, he's only been targeted a total of 40 times. He's only had 26 catches for two hundred fifty five y- 258 yards and a touchdown. And going off of last year, I said he had five average 5.9 yards per attempt. Last year in his final three games of the season, 36 carries, 219 yards, averaged 6.8 yards per carry, had four catches on all and caught all four targets and four catches for 68 yards. I believe firmly that Daryl Henderson is not the back to own in L.A., I believe it's Sony Michelle. That's a guy who I think is going to own. I think he's going to lead that backfield in touches. I think he's going to lead that backfield in fantasy football production. I think right now, in a very short window it may be, I think Sonny Michelle, who's looked healthy over the last almost 12 months here, finally could see his first-round potential when he was taken late in that draft a little over three years ago. Or four years ago, so I think Sony Michelle is a great buy. And right now, going as running back
2: like forty overall, somewhere around there in Dynasty ADP. It's pretty low. It's it's running back sixty one in Superflex. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if the PPR sometimes the PPR ADP is different than the Superflex. Slightly 8. different, but they're close. It, yeah,
0: which he he is ridiculously cheap, like ridiculously cheap for being a starter running back or potential starter running back. It's only James Funk, Daryl Henderson, and Sony Michelle, and that's right. it. And For the draft capital, they gave up. They're not going to go out and start spending. First of all, they don't have money to spend. They go out here and get these other running backs. I believe Sterling Michelle right now for a contending team for the dollar price sign of what it is. Yeah, it's easy. We can go out there and say Gus Edwards is a buy. Uh, Mike Davis got to get out of all the upside, the cheapest value you're going to find right now, it's Sony Michelle for the LA Rams. I think he's an absolutely fantastic buy. Coming off a great end of 2020, the opportunity is there for him not only to be the main running back, obviously between the tackles, Daryl Henderson, he's a little bit bigger than Daryl Henderson when it comes to size. Um, so he could be on the goal line running back as well. So I think he is, when it comes to, he's five 5'11", uh, 215 pounds. Daryl Henderson, five foot eight, 200 pounds. So odds would say he's going to be the better red zone threat. And I know the stats say Daryl Henderson converted four out of five touches inside the five-yard line. But that's fine. I still like Sonny Michelle better. So I think he's a great buy. I, and I, I think you're going to give up a late second for him at the very most. You probably get him for uh a late third. I don't know if there's a many trades lately, yeah, the,
1: Jared. Carlos Hyde for Sony Michelle. Um, 2022 third for Sony Michelle. Um so a third round pick sounds about it sounds like it's third round pick value.
3: Yeah. And Marquez Callaway for I Sonny
1: I'd be Michel. willing to do oh, I'll take Callaway there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'd be willing to do that, especially because uh, you you go in with the understanding that this is a, a one year rental overall because Assuming Cam Akers comes back and is able to play, he is going to. I'm not assuming that. You're not assuming that. Okay. Well, then, then it's an even greater value for you if you if if that's what you think. But uh, I'm I'm going into it thinking similar lines as Gus Edwards, similar lines as uh, James Robinson, like guys like that, where 2022 is going to look different for them than 2021 did. But f- to give up a a picket a third round pick for a guy that I think legitimately has low-end RB2 probably upside to maybe mid, if everything went perfect? I think
0: upside mid-range running back too. Okay. If, the PP, if the PPR aligns, I think it's upside PPR too. Like okay. running back too, like mid-range, like running back like 18, right around there. So not too far off what you're saying, but running back 18 is mid-range running back too. Right. So I think if the PPR value falls into place and you can catch 45 to 55 footballs, that's where the value comes to full effect.
2: Yeah, and I think the, the important thing is that he actually looked healthy this, this preseason and, mm-hmm. and was running the ball well and moving pretty good. I mean, the first few years of that is you know, his professional career, it was it was night and day from his college tape. Um, the explosion just wasn't there. He looked like he was running in sand basically. And it was the knee was always swelling, he was getting it drained, it was always an issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, towards the end of last year he looked okay. And now now again, carrying over into the you know, the offseason and the preseason, he's looked good. So um Unfortunately, those other guys there. I think Bill Belichick is a guy that's always going to use multiple backs. That's just the way he is, and and he doesn't care about our fantasy teams and us wanting to have one guy. He just doesn't give a crap. So it ends up being, you know, for for the Patriots, it's the pass catching guy is is the guy that you want, or the guy that's going to score eighteen touchdowns in a year, and <laughs> and the other people, you know, <laughs> everyone else is just useless. It's very hard right. to rely on them. So. Tony so Michel didn't really fall into either one of those categories. He wasn't a guy that was going to score you. He wasn't going to bulldoze people over and score 20, sure. 20 touchdowns, and he wasn't going to catch 60 to 70 balls a year. So he he was kind of in no man's land there in the Patriots. So hopefully now he's getting he's getting second life here uh, with the Rams, and they're going to get him you know a lot more usage, which I think as long as, as the knee holds up, I, I think he'll be able to produce pretty well as, uh, on just a normal workload.
0: I'd throw those third-round picks everywhere you got them for him. Uh, and you mentioned a one-year rental, one-year rental. That's the reason you're going to get him for a third round pick. It's going to be like, Ooh, it's just a one-year rental. I'm gonna, I'll give him for a third for a one-year rental where I think the misconception here is like most running backs are one-year rentals. You can make sure. the same exact argument about guys like miles Gaskin, uh, Mike Davis, yeah, Gus Edwards, you know, when, when it turns out, you know, possibly Chris Carson, um, the way how often these guys get injured, we've seen three young guys go down before even one snap of week one of the season. Running backs are such a fluid position. It's it's why I don't build my dynasty rosters around them. It's why I trade them all the time. It's because it's too fluid and I can go out here and get a guy like Sonny Michelle who offers upside as my running back
3: three for a late third round pick. So, And even if it doesn't pan out, let's say Daryl Anderson ends up taking more of the touches, it's a third round pick. It's a third and round I pick. think that's the best part about that deal because I don't think I'm quite as high as, uh, as you are on Sony, but I'll give up a... Uh, a third round pick for upside any day. Yeah. So I, I think for it's a good depth deal. at the running back position. We need
0: depth at the running back. Mm-hmm. You need depth at the running back position. doesn't matter how good your roster looks. If you went into the season, like we mentioned before, Travis, Etienne, JK Dobbins, and cam Akers a month ago, you're like, I am loaded at running back. I am young at running back. This is a position I don't have to worry about forever. And here you are a month later with zero running backs and it's a wild. murky future as well. And you're hoping they have Sony Michelle on their roster, and you're hoping he gets these carries. So I love him. Um, I love him as a buy for his price tag. Let me, put it, let me put it this way: I love him for a buy for his price tag. I love the opportunity that lays before him. And again, my bold prediction a, a week early is that Sony Michelle finishes as a low end, a mid range running back two in a year, and he leads the Falcon or the the Rams in fantasy football production. Yes. Matt, give me a good buy ADP value wise.
2: All right, uh, I think we kind of touched on him a, a little bit last week, but I want to go in a little bit more in depth on this uh, this particular tight end, um, Robert Tunyon. Right now, coming off the board as tight end twelve, which obviously last year um, he finished much higher than that, and he, he was uh, the fourth tight end off the board there, um, or the fourth tight end uh, rank, points for ranking season ranking wise, yeah. Um, but I was digging into some of his stats, and I, like, I almost couldn't believe what I was seeing when I was looking at some of the like, the efficiency uh, stats on this guy. Did you realize that he, he led the NFL, in, or not the NFL, but all tight ends, I would imagine probably the NFL too, in true catch rate, which is basically you know, the amount of catches versus the amount of balls thrown that were catchable. With 98.1%. 98.1. Baby Kittle. Baby Kittle. Um, so it was, he had 56 targets. All, all targets, not just catchable targets, 56 targets, which was, I think, oh, good for 24th.
3: I was going to say, I probably didn't correct the top 20. 24th
2: out, out, of, out of the tight ends and targets, and he had 52 receptions. So 52 fifty two catches on 56 targets. So this is an offense, obviously, um, you know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a guy that has favorites and finds favorites and and kind of will will get attached to those guys and start targeting them. So if that doesn't speak to a need for more targets, I don't know what does. So a guy that's only had, you know, 50, 50 59 targets last year and was able to finish as as tight end 4 is coming off the board right now as tight end 12. I just think there's a lot of room for him to grow. He was at like uh, over 11 points per game, which is which is good. It's decent. It's 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 one of those guys that falls in a range, but I think in this season he has enough room to grow just a little bit more even if he gets like 80 targets obviously he's not going to stay with that 98% catch rate sure but he still is going to convert an awful lot of them Aaron Rodgers is an excellent quarterback has great ball placement so I would imagine that 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 catch rate is still going to be relatively high and I, I think he's gonna be able to convert a lot more catches and just be able to boost that just a little bit more and probably be able to fall in that not in the upper tier of tight ends because I'm not sure he's quite there, but that that next tier right below them, mm-hmm. which which is above tight end twelve for
1: me. So so I'm I'm looking through the trade browser for Robert Tunyon trades, and um, funny one came I came across Mike Williams straight <laughs> up for Robert Tunyon.
3: Oh, what would you do, Matt? <laughs> oh my gosh,
2: my head is about to explode. <laughs> I don't know what I'm to sorry. do. <laughs>
0: is that is that is that a one QB PPR league? Yes.
2: Okay. By the way, by the way, Mike Williams is another guy that's criminally low on this list, and I, I almost—I'm shocked you didn't have him on there. And yeah. I what almost would you do did Matt? This. What would you do? This could
0: be the Mike Williams show. It really could. Be. It really, could, it be. really and could. And when he breaks out, they're like, like, "Oh, the people are like, I can't. Even, I'm not even going to listen to him Sooners this week." <laughs> Matt going to be insufferable. <laughs> he had nine catches for 175 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not even going to listen this week. It's going to be Matt just mumbling about. Uh, 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 uh. I'm
2: like, what would I do? I mean, obviously the value is there at the tight end position. I, I think I would have to do it. Um, pull, pull the trigger on Tanya, but I wouldn't like it i wouldn't yeah. like it at all and,
0: there, and there's i think the big argument here why there's a, a window is a lot of people can, like, we talked about it before robert Tunyon, the biggest concern here is obviously mm-hmm. he get the 500 catches it's 11 touchdowns he had for regression mm-hmm. you know so there's the obvious touchdown regression to be had here uh or you could say it's all the same they the packers today lost their other big receiver they cut equinemia st brown so that's another one of their big time big receivers they've got rid of which helps a guy like robert and, and
2: funches as well um they they cut him like last week. Yeah, he's too busy eating sandwiches. So. But he was another big body. Um, and, and they tight they, hips. That's, that's really that's really it for them as far as as guys, big targets. And and Aaron Rodgers, I already mentioned, it, he finds guys that he likes, and he's going to keep targeting. Him, I think in a, in a very similar fashion. And, and I think. Tunyon is a guy that's going to get
3: more.
0: I like it. I think it's a great value in startups. I think it's a great value in trades when you need tight end. Yep,
3: I'm in the same boat. I think you can assume some touchdown regression, but some increase in targets. That'll help balance it out a little bit, and he could easily still end up as a top six tight end this season. Garrett, give us one of your ADP buys. Well, one of my ADP buys is Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks currently is coming off the board as wide receiver 48. And... I think the biggest concern for people right now is who's throwing him the football? Mm -hmm. I think that's the main reason that he's down so low because outside of 2019 where he was dealing with a lot of those uh, concussions and, and all of that, he has finished no worse, no worse than wide receiver 16 in PPR leagues every single season since his sophomore year. So that's five out of the past six seasons. He has been wide receiver 16 or better, which is just incredible efficiency. He's one of the most underrated playmakers in the league the other thing is, there's just there's nobody else there really to throw the ball. We like Nico Collins as that's it, an upside guy. They caught Kiki Kuti today. Yeah, there's nobody else there to catch the football. So I and I know that there's also this narrative, and, and I don't fully understand it of well, it's a bad team, so you know, maybe the, they won't get to throw it to him much, blah, blah, blah. The past two seasons, the two worst teams uh, in, in 2020, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. 2019, it was the Cincinnati Bengals. They both had the first overall pick. They both finished sixth in the NFL in pass attempts in their respective seasons where they were the worst team in the NFL. I fully expect this to be the worst team in the NFL this season. I would, By a large margin. They,
0: I, they have a very high chance to go 0-17. I would be shocked first if they were never. not worst. First team never go 0-17.
3: That's true. Worse say, than the Browns. the no Browns. <laughs> So I, I think as as wide receiver 48, even if, let's say, it's the first year when he's fully healthy that he doesn't end up as wide receiver 16 or better, he could easily still come in 20 spots lower than he's finished every single season and end up as wide receiver 36, a wide receiver 3 for you, and that's still way higher than his ADP currently at wide receiver 48 He's not that old either. Uh, he's only 27 years old, about to turn 28 years old. So there's still some some gas left in the tank. And on any given week with a guy with this kind of speed in your flex spot, he could go off for two touchdowns.
0: Flex spot, I put him at wide receiver spot all day. I think Brendan Cook screams value. I think it's been on Twitter. He screams value. He absolutely does. Like you mentioned, year in, year out, besides one year he was hurt, he's a top 16 fantasy receiver. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about he's on a bad team because guess what? Bad teams suck. Bad teams are always trailing. Bad teams are always trying to catch up. Bad teams are always trying to throw the football. They have no running back situation. A running back starting running back is probably going to be Philip Lindsay. Then you've got David Johnson and Mark Ingram, two dinosaurs behind them that might as well be extinct <laughs> I where I don't know where the hell they're going.
2: I can't the, understand this team and how they wait, think Wait, don't is worry. Rex football. Burkhead is there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he he is the, literally named after a I don't know if he made the team or not. I honestly don't know. <laughs> So it, <laughs> it, named
0: after it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous out there. I, I love Nico Collins. He screams values too. I couldn't even tell you number three uh, receiver. It could be my uncle. could be my granddad. I don't even know. It's possible. Anything is possible. Kevin Garnett taught me that as well. So I honestly,
2: what, I would have to check the depth chart. I have no idea who they've got. I
0: saw it world. today and I saw the receiver's name and I'm like, oh, I need to remember that guy. Nope, they, get, didn't they, they got, got, they got, got, got rid of like
2: ago. Isaiah Coulter as well.
3: I didn't see his name on the
0: list. But no, I think, they were, got, I think they got rid of him. I think he's gone as well. Yeah. He, I didn't see his name on the list of guys there. Uh, I know they cut Kiki Kuti there. Yeah. They, they are just set up for failure, but Brandon Cooks is screaming value for your fans. So Anthony, Anthony
1: Miller.
2: Oh, Anthony oh,
0: oh, Miller. Anthony Miller, Miller.
1: Miller is
2: there. Chris
0: Conley. Oh,
1: yeah. um, I see a lot of 2022 20, thirds straight up for traders. Brandon Cooks? Yeah. That's it? Uh, Dude, I know what I'm doing when this Andy show. Andy Dalton in a 2022 Fourth in a one QB league for Brandon Cooks. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Wow. Um, I would be happy. I would be happy
0: to give up a second round pick for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, see I think it's fair value. I would game. give up a second, which means that should get it done automatically. Like, hey, here's a late second, anywhere from pick 18, probably 24, because my team's so damn sweet um, for Brandon Cooks.
2: What do you guys do with the um, the news that's out there that they any any veteran is available? So Brandon Cooks falls into this um, this category for trade from the Texans.
0: Oh, I, I'd be okay with that too. Like if he goes to a team that like, like obviously if, he, if he's going to get traded for it's because they lost a receiver and they need help right. and they're going to trade for him and they're going to play him. So I
2: I, I knew th- I, that's exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear somebody say it out loud as well. Like I just wanted to cover it here because I, I think. Even if he leaves, he's still in a great situation. So, um, he, probably a better, a, a better team, a better it, dynamic, higher efficiency. Right. Maybe
3: not the vo- the volume, sure. but higher efficiency, better true targets from a, a better passer. So, I think it would even out e- either way. Unless he just went to an absolutely loaded, stacked roster, which wouldn't make sense for a team to trade something for him. So. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, now going back here is a guy we talked about a couple of weeks ago that you guys were like kind of out on, but you said you would like him if he won the job. And that's Jameis Winston in Superflex. He's going right now as quarterback 29 overall at ADP of 127 courtesy of Sleeper. And you know, I mentioned some of these facts a couple of weeks ago when I talked about Jameis, Number 5 overall fantasy quarterback in 2019. Went out. Had the surgery. And okay, well he had a surgery. Well, how to good? How to go? Well, so far in preseason, Jameis has looked really nice. For us to sit here and talk so much about Marquez Calloway and how great those catches were, we have to say how great those throws were as well, yeah. leading a Sean Payton offense. With Alvin Kamara, pass catch running back, I think right now he offers that quarterback two upside. And at one point, at some point, you know, besides Treyquan Smith, besides Marquez Calloway, besides, um, Alvin Kamara, he's going to get Michael Thomas back as long as yeah. it doesn't get real rough there and get a little ridiculous in, in, in New Orleans. And this is somebody who I think is really young. A young quarterback is really hard to get in super flex leagues. Sure. He's, he's, people are viewing him as a QB three, a young quarterback who has an if he has, if he can go out this year in New Orleans and produce, he will get one of those, the, those three year, uh 20 million 25 million dollar deals like kind of like a Taysom Hill early deal or Ryan Tannehill deals where he's going to get extended in New Orleans like this is a team that needs quarter this is a league that needs quarterbacks Jameis young enough a good enough arm and coming out of Florida State he was one of I actually liked Jameis Winston a ton coming out like I thought he was an absolutely dynamic prospect number one overall pick he has the talent. It's always been. Oh, yeah. It's always been his mindset that's held it's him back Is his maturity levels. And right now with Sean Payne and this team, and what I've seen just in the preseason alone, he offers QB two upside and he's going outside of that top 24. To me, that just screams value. Anytime I can get a young quarterback in Superflex that offers upside, I am buying. And what does it take to get Jameis Winston Um I don't know what's going in the super flex leagues, but say it's a 23 second. Cause it's a deep class. I am willing to pay that in a super flex league for a guy like Jameis Winston. That gives me depth. Even if it's just quarterback number three on my roster, obviously if I went into the season with like drew lock is my number two and I was like, Oh, this might oh, not crap. work out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I need a guy. I, I'm even feeling better about that, but in superflex, you can never have enough quarterbacks, and Jameis Winston offers that upside of the same, probably the same price point of a Ryan Fitzpatrick along those lines, Tom Brady along those lines. Now, obviously, Tom Brady offers quarterback one upside, Fitzpatrick high-end quarterback two upside, but Jameis Winston offers a ton upside too. At a young age, I am buying Jameis Winston. We don't need to go into big details about it. Sure. I know we just talked about it, Matt. Give us one of your uh, other guys here if you got one, real quick.
2: One, one more thing. I, I'm sorry, I wanted to mention on Jameis Winston. I think this is the best coaching he's ever had. You know, like hands down, um, here in New Orleans. So I think that is playing a big part in kind of him developing. And and if he doesn't turn the ball over, I think he, I think he offers. Low end tight end or tight end one. Here QB we one go. Upside. QB one upside um, instead of instead of low end QB two. So this is huge value for him at, at going off the board at QB twenty nine. Um, but uh, the next guy that I had, I mean, the next guy I have is Elijah Moore, and it, and it's a wide receiver that's a rookie. So I, I, there's not a lot to base it on other than the fact that he's coming off the board right now is wide receiver forty one. And to me, that's just like criminally low for a guy that I had very high expectations for. Um, you know, after the after the draft, uh, the pre-draft process, and then the draft itself, and then he gets a quad injury, which is, is nothing serious, but it's held him out of preseason games and a lot of the a lot of the practices. And to have his ADP drop that far this early. This might be like the one and only time you can go out and get a guy like Elijah Moore if, if this ADP is reflected at all in your league. And it's, that's going to be very league-specific, I feel like. But if you're in one of these leagues where his ADP has dropped, this could be one of those situations where, like Odell Beckham, when, when he was injured in his rookie season, his rookie camp, and didn't get, didn't get a chance to perform in the preseason, didn't get in until about game four, and then lit the league on fire. Elijah Moore can have a very similar impact on your fantasy team. And if he's going off the board or if he's devalued at all in your league – Please go out and get this guy. He is going to be a fantastic player. And the quarterback throwing him the ball is only a rookie, but has looked fantastic as well.
0: Him and his partner as well. I mean, look at Corey Davis, who has a wide ADP of wide receiver 52. Um, they both scream great value. Definitely for how good Zach Wilson has looked. To get rid of Chris Herndon out there, so there's no uh, that, that takes away weapon for more targets out there. I love them both. And we've talked about Corey Davis here. Yep. That screams value. I know, I know in my redraft television show that I do for Valley Sports – I said, they're like, hey, give us a wide receiver that you think screams value. I was like, there's absolutely no redrafts I want to come out of that I don't have Corey Davis as my wide receiver three, because I think he's going to be wide receiver three, uh, wide receiver two production. We saw how, how heavily he was targeted there uh, in the preseason. Granted, Elijah Moore wasn't there, which will take away a little bit I of think it. It will, yep. But again, a team that they, they just lost their star uh, free agent linebacker to injury. He's out for the year. So the defense isn't going to be as strong as they really thought it was going to be out there. Corey Davis and Elijah Moore both scream value as much as I. Again, I love Zach Wilson. You love Zach Wilson, and he's already starting to look good in the preseason. Nice. Obviously, preseason is different than, than the real season. It is, but again, a team that's going to struggle when teams struggle, going to have to throw the football. And right now, there's no clear set in stone stud running back or asset at running back. You know, we know we have Tevin Coleman, we have Michael Carter, who I like there as well, and Ty Johnson. So right now, they're going to be throwing the football in New York. And it's going to be Corey Davis, and it's going to be Elijah Moore that are the huge benefactors of that. Garrett, give us one more guy to get out on here that you like that screams ADP buy for the 2021 Dynasty season.
3: This is a guy that his value has had quite the roller coaster over his career, and that's Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders started off as like nobody was talking about him much. Uh, Guys like Damian Harris were above him in pre-draft process, shot up boards, and then ended up being the the, uh, second running back off the board in NFL draft ascended looked great at the end of the year and just people were loving him. bonkers adp and and then his adp plummeted this past year he is currently going off the board as the running back 19 right now forgotten man the forgotten man and this guy last season for as bad as last season was he actually had and this is on a points per game basis Better points per game than Mike Davis, who he was a darling last year. Everybody talked about Mike Davis. Kareem Hunt, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he was just a few fractions of a point behind Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, and Ezekiel Elliott. So he had a better season than people are giving him credit for. I think it was just he was injured early in the year, so people got frustrated. And he had a couple duds in there that I think were tough. But remember that. That whole team last year, that entire offense was a dumpster fire. The whole the offensive line they were missing multiple of their best offensive linemen and Brooks and I think Lane missed some time. Um, And and then they had the whole quarterback controversy. This year is has been better overall as far (laughs) as they haven't had all the injuries, they haven't had all of the uh, the circus that went on uh, the year before. There was a lot
2: of instability in the whole organization last year.
3: As Offensive
0: a line's yep. a little better better this year as well.
3: So I just think that at, at running back 19, for a guy that's going into his third season, I don't see a scenario where he's much worse than that. But I think there's several scenarios where he could ascend back into being in the RB1 conversation once again.
0: Yeah, I think he's, he's more of a running back too. Uh, there's a lot of concern I have with Miles Sanders right now with the, the amount of drops he's occurring in camp, which is odd, because I really loved his tape coming out of Penn State. I loved it So a oh lot. Yep. Um, extremely talented runner. Ha- having a real uh, bad case of the drops in camp, which means to probably gonna give those, those pass catching downs to Boston Scott over him. So I think that's going to limit his fancy upside sure. just a little bit, which puts him in that running back two category. So for me personally, like I don't – Mind by my, Miles Sanders, I don't hate it. It's Just I think running back nineteen is right around where like I would have him too personally. That's uh-huh. it seems about right. It doesn't scream value to me. Let me put it that way.
2: He was second last year, by the way, in drops amongst running backs.
0: Oh, he was and, actually, yeah. ooh, and so it's carried over to camp as a huge yeah. concern as well. So he, had, so he
2: had eight last year. Surprisingly, the guy that that dropped the most was Alvin Kamara, but he probably had the most. It's opportunity, yeah, probably had the most targets. Targets, yep. you know,
0: I mean, he he literally over the last. Over the last three years, I mean, Kamara's like leads the league. Over the last two years, he leads the league in receptions. It's Kamara. Um, it is. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke Elliott was a third. And uh, Dalvin, oh, it was Dalvin. I can't remember those Was it Christian McCaffrey? No, he was hurt last year, so it doesn't count.
3: He still Austin not Echler. had enough. It Austin,
0: it's <laughs> Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. Um, so that's the only thing, and the, and the fact that he, so that you tell me that set, which I did not know, he was second in the league in drop passes at running back position. Which again, you take Kamara out because of opportunity, then the fact that they've been screaming about this in the preseason and training camp, these were dropping passes, which they're probably just gonna take that role away from them altogether and give it to Boston Scott. Which is my only concern about Miles. But that's
3: centers. what Boston Scott did last year too. I mean, he was taking a lot of the the receiving work last year as well. So I don't think it's going to change much as far as his his points per game goes.
0: Which which is fine, but still points per game because sometime, yeah, I get it, man. It's just it's something like it's on my monitor list. It's just it's just, hear a, you. It's just hear a caveat you. to your buy. Like I'm I'm with you. Like I I, I want Miles Center. like he's in my Scott Fishbowl. He's my number two running back selected. Mm-hmm. It's just that's kind of my one downer. It's like. In, in, in today's PPR leagues, like I need you to be casting some football You're semester. watching you're like,
2: it. You're monitoring it. You're yeah. just you're you're making mental notes it, on.
0: If on you're the not Derrick Henry, nope. you're not Nick Chubb. It's a huge concern who,
3: for me. Who would you rather have? Because they're they're going right around the same range right now. Uh, would you rather have him uh, or would you rather have David Montgomery?
0: I would rather have David Montgomery.
3: Would you rather have him or Josh Jacobs?
0: I would rather have same, Josh Jacobs. Same
3: draft class and everything you're going yeah there, huh? And Josh. they're
0: all right yeah. around the same point right now. Yeah, I would, and, I would go Josh Jacobs because he's been more
3: consistent. And then the next guy is Kareem Hunt. Would you rather have him or Kareem I'd Hunt? I'd
0: rather have Miles Sanders. Okay. Opportunity. Anything you flip flop on those for you?
3: No, I think, I think those are about right.
2: All, right.
0: all right. Well, that's it. That's it. We have one more show, which is gonna be the bold prediction show for you next week. Uh, can't wait to do that. And then we're into the NFL season. Oh. So we got some bold predictions coming up and, and we mentioned, we have the new trade finder on dynasty GM. I encourage all our listeners, all our, our viewers on YouTube to get to dynastoners.com today and check out the tools that we provide for you to get you through this dynasty season at the highest level to make sure you're in a position to make the best decisions for your dynasty team. When those windows open, when they close, you are at the forefront of that news and decision-making. We provide all the tools that you need to dominate your dynasty league at dynasty.com. And we back this up with a, a, a a guarantee of see if it works for you because we offer all this for free. There's a free three day trial on dynasty.com. Sign up for the dynasty. See if it works for you one thing we always promise our listeners and our viewers is it's always going to get better. Yep. So whatever you see now, I saw a comment today that said, wow, I just, after the trade video came out. Like, I think I didn't stay with the nerd herd and the GM. I think I might have to sign back up after I saw this. So this is the one thing we always promise with all the new memberships we get all that money gets reinvested back into the dynasty community, which Pump is in. you guys, right? Yep. Yep. Every membership we get, provides us more opportunity, more revenue to build bigger and better tools. We had said when we first launched launched a GM, which is one year ago this month, that whatever it looks like today will be drastically different than a year ago. And I can assure you, and anybody that's listening has had it since last year can attest how drastically different this tool is. And then we're... Not only do you get the Dynasty GM tool, but you get all the other tools on dynastynerds.com as well. You get our rankings, you get our rookie insights, you get the nerd score. And of course, the most important thing that now that the rookie, our college football is starting back up, you get access to the Dynasty Nerds film room, which gives you access to all 22 film on all the rookies coming up for this season. And of course, if you're looking for free stuff to get ready for your rookies as well, we have the Dynasty Nerds mock draft app on your app store today. All of this is what we provide. I will say,
3: Jared just shared with me the sheet for the 2022 class for the nerd score. So that's our, the work for that's already underway.
0: Oh, getting after it. So that, and so much more, not even including all the great content articles. We have dinosaurs.com for free as well. Check it out today. Dinosaurs.com. Check out the YouTube channel. We're going to have so much more unique, unique content coming there throughout the season as well. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, notifications button. So you don't miss any content we are providing here. We'll see you next week. I can smell. What the season's cooking. Adios.